Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. Hey, it's Paige with a quick announcement and a massive thank you. In April, 2020, I decided to launch the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast and hoped that someone other than just my mom would be listening. Uh, Thanks, mom. Also, you did. And I'm so grateful because of that. In January, 2021, the podcast was nominated and won the best family podcast in the podcasting for business awards. In June 2021, Voyage LA Magazine featured me and my business, Everything With Style. That was super exciting. And now in July 2021, this little organizing podcast that has brought me absolute joy in doing is now ranking in the top 1.5% of podcasts in the entire world. And because again, of your coming back week after week, writing wonderful reviews and leaving five-star ratings on Apple podcasts, this little podcast has turned into a not so little podcast. And I am so beyond grateful. So I just wanted to say a massive thank you to you. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope you will enjoy some organization motivation here. Thanks so much. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey, we are back with another episode today. It's the mom's organization, motivation. And today that's going to look like talking about 
labeling our stuff that we have in our home or wherever you are spending your time. And the reason I feel like I wanted to do an episode on specifically just talking about labeling the stuff that you have is because in the past, I've talked about making sure when you're getting organized that you're doing that good purge, getting rid of stuff that you maybe are not using. And then what you're left over with, making sure that you're putting it in proper bins, containers that are serving you, that are serving you, anybody else who's using them, anyone in your home, if you've got guests or if you've got people who are helping you out, making sure that whatever you have done to put in the organization strategies and practices and actual physical bins and containers, we want to make sure that those are actually going to serve you in the the best way possible. And that's when it comes down to deciding, am I going to label the bins that I've put, put in place? Is that necessary? Why would it not be necessary? Doesn't that seem like if you're going to put something in a container, you want to throw a label on it. So I wanted to just address why some people choose to label things, why they don't. I am pro labeling and also I don't know the anti-labeling sound. I feel like that feels aggressive, but uh, some things in my house don't actually have a label on them while others have been labeled, whether that's for aesthetically pleasing reasons, because I just think it looks pretty, or if I need it to have you know, function, right? So you've got form and function, obviously, if we're talking about getting organized. So let's talk about why you might not need to label something. First of all, you just don't want to. And guess what? It's your house. You can do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> so if you feel like you don't want to invest the time or uh, the money or the effort and energy into labeling your stuff, that's okay. That's totally up to you. And also if you have maybe put in bins that are clear and you can see right through them and you know what's in the bin, Maybe that is a reason that you just don't feel like it's necessary to label it. How about if you've got an open cabinet with a container in it that is clearly seen, right? So like um, I was just at the container store the other day, you know, favorite place on earth for me. And I saw they have these awesome new sustainable style bins. They have these new things. Uh, the home edit has come out with them and I absolutely love them. And the cool one of the containers that they put in that uh, group is that these open front containers. And the nice thing about those is you can set those. I love seeing those in a linen closet or in a pantry or somewhere like that, where you open the door or you open the cabinets and you just need your things contained so that they can be grouped in like items, but you don't necessarily need a label because it's got this big, wide open front and it's grouped together in a container, but it's very clear what's inside there. So if you've got, you know, dry snacks or things that you want to pop in there, and perhaps those are changing every time you go to the store, you like, you know, a little variety, right? That's the spice of life. So you want to have constantly changing snacks. So maybe you don't want to label specifically what's going to go in that bin because the next week after you guys eat it, it could be something different. Then maybe you might choose to, if you do want to put a label on that, you might choose for it to be super super generic, like just say snacks. I have a bin in my pantry that's called lunch prep. Um, and so obviously that's going to change week to week, whatever I'm putting in my kids lunches, but that is the bin that I know that these have already been the things that have been prepped for their lunches. And so I don't want little hands or 
big hands. I don't want my husband going in there and grabbing some of these things that maybe I've already prepped ahead for their snacks. And so if that is labeled, even if it is a pretty obvious bin in the pantry, if that is labeled lunch prep, that is going to signify to other people. And even to me that this is off limits for snacking because it's already sort of been designated for something else, right? Another reason you might not label something is because it's very clear what it is. So we have a bin, a basket that's got a closed top weave woven basket that sits by our front door. And that has become our catch-all basket. And within that open top basket, so you just lift the, the lid up that's hooked in the back. I got it from the container store. There are four little clear, smaller containers inside. And there was no need to label that because we know that's the basket that's going to be for our keys. If any business cards were gotten throughout the day, we need to stick some business cards in there while they're sort of in transition to the next spot. If we need to hide some mail in there real quick, when somebody's coming over, we don't want that out on our counter, but we haven't taken care of that mail yet. We can just toss it in there real fast, close the lid, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, we don't need to label that that's where our keys go. Cause we know that it sometimes uh, sunglasses make their way into one of those little smaller containers inside. So that might be a reason that you're not feeling the need to put labels on your stuff. If it's clear and it's obvious, if it's something that's being used all the time, if it's something that's sort of constantly rotating and changing out, those might be reasons that you don't want to put a label on something. Now let's talk about why you would label your stuff, how you could label them, all the different options of labels. There are a million. There are so many creative, crafty ways that people can do that. Maybe you have your own fancy label maker, one of those. Is it called the cricket or the cry cut? Guys, I should know this. I think it's the cricket. And I have heard that this is just the end all be all in making labels. I like to think of myself as a creative person, but I haven't gotten one of those because I feel like they just take a little more time and I'm not really a DIY crafty person. You know, I can organize the heck out of your space, but that's not really my favorite thing. So I love when other people have done the labels, when other people have created these beautiful, whether it's cricket or you go on Etsy and you order like your specific ones that you want, whether you go to the container store and you see that the home edit has now gotten these awesome labels that you can just buy that some are specific, some are generic, whether it's for your home office, whether it's for your pantry, whether it's something you want to put in bins that are in your refrigerator and you want to put these labels on there, adhesive labels and special little cute printed ones that have fancy fonts. Those are very fun and effective. I love a chalk pen. Have you guys ever used a chalk pen before? So it reminds me of my old school days in high school. I feel like I was a little craftier back then. We remember when it's like your senior year of high school and you decide you're going to make all these puff paint shirts and decorate your jeans. I don't know. Is that just me in the late nineties? I don't know. Uh, so depending on what age you are, that was always really fun. And we would get these puff paint pens or we would get these what now I like to think of it as a chalk pen, but these paint pens where you kind of pump them, they're dry when you open them up. No, it's not that they don't work or they're all dried out. You just have to give them like a little pump. So I'll take the chalk pen and we'll pump it into a paper towel and make sure that the paint is coming out evenly on the pen. And then you can just write directly on any of your pretty clear bins that you've put in place. But chalk pens are definitely one of my favorites. And the reason is because 
Like I said, you can write directly on the label for whatever it is you want. You can make it pretty if you've got fancy handwriting. If you don't have fancy handwriting, you can just write it simply. If you want to get real crazy and do like the little circle tops and bottoms on all the little tippy tops of the letters, you can do that. If you want to make it calligraphy style, if you want to do box or bubble letters, listen, this is your label. So you want to make sure it is going to be done in your style that you love when you open up the cabinet and your organization is revealed, you want to make sure that it is something that you love. So you decide, how about a dry erase label? Why would you use a dry erase label? Well, I love the dry erase labels in my laundry room, for example. In my laundry room, I have dry erase labels that I have put on any of my uh, laundry-related items, steamer, iron. Um, I have a bin in my laundry room cabinet that says uh, meds for any of our medication uh, for kids and ours. We just want to keep it up out of reach, out of the kids. You know how that goes. I have some that are for gift baskets and activities in my laundry room. So I really love those dry erase labels because I'm really the only person that's getting in there and accessing those things. And so I know not to touch the dry erase labels. I would say if you want to put dry erase labels in because perhaps your items are changing and you don't need it to be so permanent, then I highly recommend making sure you only have those where little hands are not going to be constantly, or it's going to be adults that you can remind them, Hey, don't put your hand on that. Cause it'll just smudge and wipe off. And then you have to redo it. So do consider that if you're looking for a less permanent option in doing that, you know, handwritten dry erase label, or like I said, the chalk pen, that one can just be wiped away with a little water. Sometimes you might have to do a little soap if it's been on there for a while, but really just water takes that, that chalk paint right off. Uh, so, so those are great. Those are definitely not so permanent. Those are temporary solutions that you might want to use. Now, when we talk about more permanent solutions in labeling, I mentioned that you might want to do some adhesive labels. One of the ones that I really like now container store has these, but you can really get them anywhere is the black adhesive back of the label that you can write the chalk pen on as well. So I really love, if you've been following me at everything with style mom, you know, I am always in black and white. I really just gravitate toward that. So again, find your style. So where I love those, sometimes they're oval shaped at the container store. They have a few different options. They have some fancy little ones and then uh, square ones, rectangle. So find what works best for you in that bin. And then you can stick a little more permanently. Obviously, you know, you can end up peeling it off too, but you can stick that permanent uh, adhesive black background onto whatever bin you've got that you're labeling and then take that chalk pen and write over the top. And you can also use actual chalk. I like the pen because it's less messy. It doesn't have the dustiness of the chalk, but you can use actual chalk as well on those too. So another permanent label solution that I really like is the clip labels where you might take the little white. So, okay, I'll, I'll go back to my pantry on my pantry bins on the labels that I have chosen to put on, like I just talked about. And I have some for chips and crackers. I have some for the sweets basket. I have some for lighters. I put like matches and lighters and things, uh, little tea lights and stuff up high in my pantry. So the kids can't get to that. I have some that, like I said, are lunch prep, snacks, breads, pastas, rices, that kind of stuff. So I use the clip label, which obviously if you're just clipping something on a basket, 
that's temporary. You can take that right off and move it around. But what's permanent about it is I will actually use a Sharpie because this is a place that's being accessed by lots of different people. So I definitely don't want fingers to smudge anything off. So I chose for my pantry to not do a dry erase label or a chalk pen, um, even though that can dry pretty well and be you know, pretty stuck on there. I didn't want to have to feel like I was constantly having to update them. So I used, uh, I used a permanent marker, a Sharpie, and I wrote on the white piece of paper, and then you just slide it into the clip label. So I have the white metal clip labels that I got from the container store. They offer lots of different ones. There's a bamboo wooden looking one. There are black ones. There are, I feel like they have colored ones now, all different colors, whatever suits your style, but obviously you know, look on Amazon. You can find all kinds of fun, colorful clips. If you want to use, maybe you have some clothespins and you want to just clip a label on there, or perhaps you want to use a piece of paper and do a hole punch in the corner. And then you want to use like a little string or something like that to thread through a woven basket. Cause maybe you don't want to do the clip labels. You can also do that too. And then just customize it with whatever color ink or paper label you want but that's also a fun way that you can clip on, like I said, a less permanent clip or uh, the, you know, if you're going to string it through with a string, that's definitely less permanent. So you can switch that out if you change your mind, especially if you're getting bins that you might use in one place and then decide that you're going to use them in another place. I always highly recommend when you have done that purge and you're going to start putting in the organization bins for that space, number one measure. That wasn't what I was going to say, but I got to tell you, make sure you're measuring that space because you don't want to get all excited about a basket and get it home and then it doesn't fit. So measure, measure twice. In fact, then it's always a great idea. I suggest to get a neutral basket because that way, if you do decide to use it in a different space at a later time, when you've got a neutral basket, it's not sending you to the store to have to go find something new. You can just use something that you already have. It's going to blend in seamlessly with your decor of whatever your next space is that you're going to use that product for. So we'll say that when you are making the choice to label or not to label, I want to remind you, and I'll tell you too, that I did an episode called choose the right containers. I think it was episode 27. I'll drop that link in show notes, but it's so important to choose the containers that are going to be easily accessible. And the reason that you want to do that is because if you have put the effort and energy into getting organized and you bought these great containers for your space, you want to be able to access those things really easily. And the labels are super helpful with that because it won't waste your time. If you're like, wait a second, I have this opaque bin. I put all this stuff in here and I don't remember which is which thing. So for example, a lot of times in garages, we might have bins that are opaque, meaning you can't see through them. They're not transparent. You, you, they're not translucent, which is the right word. Transparent, translucent. I, I think they both work here. You can't see through them. If they're not clear and you can't see through them and you have these bins that have all different types of stuff and you've gone to the effort of grouping them in like items what happens when it comes time to wanting to get something out that you have? And now you're looking at several bins that you don't know what's in there. So that type of organization can backfire if you haven't labeled them properly. So in this case, 
You can take some tape and you can write on it with a Sharpie. You can elevate that label and you could perhaps get an adhesive chalk label and then write with a pretty chalk pen. You can grab your label maker and put that on there. And also when you get label makers, you can get clear, you can get white, any background that you want and whatever color you want for the font to be on there as well. So just make sure that when you put in that effort to get organized and you've got these great containers holding your stuff, that you make sure that you label it properly if you can't see through that bin and know what's inside. So absolutely make sure if you are making the effort to get organized, you're labeling your stuff properly and decide, is this going to be a more temporary solution for labeling? Or is this a good thing to go ahead and slap a more permanent label on there? And then I don't have to worry about hands, you know, rubbing things off or that cute little label losing that style. Sometimes as organizers, we can do things and we maybe we'll put something in for a client. And then over time, you go back and revisit the house just to maybe perhaps organize some other spaces. And you see like, oh no, some of those labels didn't hold up as well. I need to go back over and retrace or switch them out. Uh, so just make sure if you're having someone do that for you. And a couple episodes ago, I talked about hiring an organizer. If you're going to have somebody come in and organize, make sure you guys are talking about what is the proper labeling solution that's going to be the best for how much activity <laughs> that bin is going to get. If it is a bin that's going to be getting a lot of action and attention and constantly having hands on it, you're definitely going to want to go with a more permanent solution for labeling it. All right. Now here's another thing. I, so I just mentioned that I did an episode a couple of weeks ago about hiring an organizer. I did an episode prior to that, a few of them with our hiring help series in July. And I talked about having people in your home who you've actually hired to help you out. So the reason I'm bringing that up again is because if you've got people in your home that you've hired or you have trusted friends coming in and out of your house or you have guests, you want to make sure that the organization that you have put into practice, maybe it's very familiar to you. It might not be so familiar to them. And so you want to make sure that you have labeled things properly so that people in your home who are there to help you or to visit you are going to feel comfortable with the way you've laid out things in your space. That way they can just easily access whatever they need as well. So for example, uh, episode 69, I talked about hiring a handyman. And when my handyman comes into my home, he knows if he needs light bulbs, tape, scissors, he knows where to find those things because they have been properly labeled. He knows the room that they're in. I gave him a good little, when we first started working together in our new home, gave him a good little tour. So he knows what lives behind what cabinets. So if he needs to get some, you know, a magic eraser or a little Clorox bleach wipe or something, because he wants to wipe something down and decide, can we just wipe this down and it looks better? Or do we actually need to do a refresh in paint? He knows where to find that. So that is very helpful. If he's going to work on a light fixture, do some electrical work for me, and I'm going to have him actually switch out a light bulb while he's doing it. He knows where to find that because it's properly labeled. If you have a babysitter, I had a couple other episodes, episode 70 and 71. We talked about having a housekeeper and having a sitter come into your home. If those people are in your home, they obviously need access to cleaning supplies. Perhaps your sitter might need access to any activities for the kids or any linens. If there's a spill, if there's anything that might be in a location that makes sense to you, but could possibly not be something that they know about, give them a great tour before you leave the house. And when you have those labels on there, you know that he or she who's there to take care of your kiddos will be able to 
remember like, okay, this is the area that they've got this. Let me go in. And then, oh, look at that. It's all clearly labeled. I know what I need. I can make sure I do my job even better. And I don't have to call and bother the parents who are perhaps on a date night or, you know, mom who's out doing something fun with a friend or getting some work done. I don't have to bother her because, wow, she has labeled this stuff properly and I can get what I need. The last reason I want to suggest that labeling your items is a great thing is for your kids, because not only maybe you have a little one who's learning to read, and that can be a fun thing where they just go around the house and they start learning things because they are labeled properly. And then hello, love of learning and reading comes along, but also it helps remind them where things go. So you might be the person who wants to just have a label on everything, you know, perhaps in your kids' drawers, you pull open the drawers and on the drawers, they actually have a little label maker label that is adhered to the top of the drawer that says, you know, socks underwear, onesies, shirts, shorts, swimsuits, something like that. And that way your kids can see that and be responsible for folding and putting away their own stuff. Maybe you want to have labels on certain types of toy bins. So right now my kids are older and so we don't have a million toys. They're really into more, you know, digital things or outside activities or something. And so uh, I can remember back in the day, though, I wanted to label our magnetiles, our Legos, our any kind of little, you know, like Lincoln logs, you know, those kinds of building things. So that way they didn't get mixed up. And again, it was a reminder to the kids to know where to put things back when they were done and to the sitters who were helping out if I wasn't around and they knew, oh, look, this is the stuffed animal bin. Let's put everything there. This is the, the doll bin or the dress up bin or the costume bin. Uh, so that's always a great thing to have, not just for your sitter, but for your, your kids to actually take responsibility for putting their things back. So label your stuff. It's important. If you choose not to label it, just make sure you're putting those items in clear bins so that you definitely know what they are, or perhaps open front bins or wire bins. It's very clear what they are, but if they are not, make sure that you are labeling things properly in your home, whether it's a temporary or more permanent label, but definitely something that fits your style and is going to be helpful for everyone who is in and out of your home. So everything is just working and running more smoothly. And isn't that the name of the game? All right. So take a look at what you've got in your house. Go back and listen to episode 27, choose the right containers. If you are trying to decide how to organize your stuff and label your stuff. Hopefully this was a helpful episode. If it was, I would love it if you could share it with a friend or a few friends and certainly reach out to me and let me know that it was helpful. Also, let me know, is there something you want to talk about these days? Is there something, an area that is bothering you that you want me to discuss? And we can talk about how to get that space organized in three simple steps. And if not, just keep on listening. See if any of these new upcoming episodes would be helpful for you in getting organized and having the motivation to get it done. All right, you guys have a great week and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Mom's Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing. Happy organizing.